Hey everyone, welcome back in to J2M's Just Two Murphs Talking Sports. Great to be back. Excited, really excited about this episode as we're bringing in our first non-Boston sports fan to this podcast. Um, and I know that's what I've been promising on upcoming episodes is getting other fans' perspective from other sports cities and what better place to start than Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, good old Philly. And we're going to bring in Uncle Nino to give his perspective on all things Philly sports. Uh, Uncle Nino and I have known each other, man, for, for a little over 12 years now. And we've been on the, the West Coast, both of us, him 15 years, me almost 20, East Coast transplants. And that, that was our bond, right, when we met is I'm from Boston, huge sports city. He's from Philly, two rabid fan bases going at it. So it it, it, it was exciting meeting him. Um, and, and just through the years, just chopping up, talking sports. And uh, it's it's been a great rivalry. And, and we'll talk through that. We're going we're gonna to talk through some of uh, the moments that we've been through with, with some Boston-Philly rivalries uh, recently. Uh, but we'll go back a little bit too. So sh- should be pretty exciting. For everybody out there that's a little upset that it's just the one Murph talking today, no coach, don't worry. Uh, you can still get your Coach Murph fix this week. We just did an emergency pod a couple of days ago, which is pretty good. Check it out. But yeah, th- this one is going to be Boston Philly heavy. And I'm excited to bring in Uncle Nino here and and, and get his take. So without further ado... Let's go ahead and ring up good old Uncle Nino and talk some Boston Philly sports. Uncle Nino, you out there? Can you hear me? I can hear you, buddy. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Welcome. How does it feel to be the first non-Boston sports fan in the J2M podcast? Dude, it's awesome. I love this. I I listened to your first two podcasts. I got really excited to to be the first guest. So uh, thank you. For having uh, having me on here, I'm I'm really excited. This is uh, this is an awesome thing. This is so exciting. You know, I, I was actually thinking this morning just about the Boston Philly rivalry, what we're going to hit on, and I, I don't know if you realize this, but we've known each other now for almost 12 years, man. That's crazy how time flies, isn't it? Totally. But what really bonded us when we met were both East Coast transplants. You've been here what, like 15 years? 15 years. You got yeah, it. I've been. Been here about 20, but and I know you're gonna agree, when you're from a sports city like Boston and Philly, it's never taken away. It doesn't matter how far away you move, how long you've been away, it's always gonna be with us. In fact, it's probably even more passion. Totally, dude. Because you miss the fact that you know you're you're in a different city, you're watching your teams play. They're doing great sometimes, sometimes they're not, but still you you miss that you miss that bonding moments that you had with your friends. You just can't be there. So that passion still exists. It never goes away. So we're going to just hit on the recent rivalry that you and I have been through, which actually has been interesting. Yeah, like we, we've both gotten a little of each other, but we're going to hit that. But then we're going to go back a little bit, kind of like the beginning, like in the 80s and all that good stuff. But I want, I want to start off with when I met you, you were flying high, man. 2008, the Phillies just won the World Series, a flying Hawaiian Exactly, dude. And so I'll I'll backtrack a little bit here, and I know we're going to get to this, but you know, prior to 2008, when the Phillies won the World Series, our most recent championship was in 1983. 
But that's a long time when the Sixers won the NBA championship. And, um, you know, Philly, Philly sports fans are always passionate about their sports. They live and die by their teams. And we have been, it's just, it's amazing. We've always been disappointed, right? We get to the big game and then we lose. We get to the big game, we lose again. So in 2008, when the Phillies finally won the world championship, the world series, it was amazing, right? And, and you know, you know what I did? You, you, you texted me that same night and said, congrats, bro. I'm so, so happy for you. And then what did I do the next minute? I called my wife and I said, I'm going home. I'm going home for the parade because you have to do that. As a fan, you've got to experience that because you never know when it's going to happen again. So I got, got the air, air, air flight booked and I was home the next day. It was awesome. You know, that, that story, it's, it's funny. Like if you've been listening to some of these episodes with me and the coach, we're a little full of ourselves, right? Like Boston has gotten bloated. I, th- I, th- I know you're going to agree with this, this take here. But if you go back to when I was growing up, that's exactly how I felt as a sports fan. I, we had a lot more in common, Boston, Philly, because, yeah, we had the Celtics that, could, that won in the 80s, but we hadn't won a World Series in 86 years. Right. Right. I mean, th- th- that was how I felt when the Sox won in 04. I went back for the parade as well. But it was that almost that lovable loser mentality. Um, you just want to get to the big game, but you just can't get over the hump. We, we both hated New York because New York's the one winning all the time. But uh, yeah, things have changed with Boston where we've become now that, that big bully, which is, it's just, it's always weird to me because I grew up how you feel as a Philly sports fan. We definitely had a lot more in common. If you and I had met, I don't know, pre-2004, we'd have a way bigger bond. We, we'd be the same. But all of a sudden, Red Sox win in, actually, the, let me back up a little bit. Patriots win in 01, Red Sox win in 04, and now it's just been nonstop to the point where, and we're going to hit on the Super Bowl in a little bit, where I'm almost depressed because my, my, my team's not in the Super Bowl. I feel like it's my national holiday because they've been there three years in a right. row. Give me a break. <laughs> well, you know what? It's time for it's time for Coach Andy Reid to win one. I'm, I'm pulling for my guy, but uh, I hear you, man. I, I was I was actually looking up championships from 2000 on. You guys in Boston, at, you guys have 12 championships across all four major sports, and Philly has two. So you know we 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 got a couple in there, but we still got that. Fire in the belly. You know, you, you get there once, you say, are you content? Yeah, I'm content for like a week. And then you want the next one. And you, you want the next one, right? So, uh, no, I, I get it, man. You guys have been spoiled recently, but you never know when that's going to go away. And that's why, like I said, I had to go home for that parade. And then I did it again for the Eagles. That's a good segue because we, we're definitely going to hit on the Eagles in a little bit because when we, when we talk recent rivalry, Boston, Philly, that's, that's up there. But we have to start off with, like you just said, you never know when the next one's going to come. And I know we might have different views here, but Sixers Celtics, and that, that's the other reason why I wanted to have you on today. They're playing tonight in the Garden. The Celtics, we just have not matched up well at all with them this year. You guys have taken all three games. I'm, I'm nervous. I, I don't know if you've listened to some of the earlier episodes. The coach feels differently. He's more high on Boston Philly. But, yeah. but what, what are your thoughts about Philly going forward this year? Sixers. Well, and just to kind of comment on, on coach, I did listen to him. Uh, I, I disagree with him. I think all these games are important. 
you know, um, we're at a point here when you look at the Sixers, when you look at their record, they are nine and 16 on the road. Now they're, they're, you know, they're right in that pack of, you know, within a couple of games of second place they're sitting at six right now, but they've got to win now. And I, I believe the Celtics have to win now, you know, everyone's jumbled up there. So someone's got to make the move to secure that second seed, right? Because we know Milwaukee's going to run away with this thing. They're going to get the first seed, but someone's going to get that second, third seed and have home, you know, have a couple home games in the playoffs. So I think, you know, the Sixers are in desperate need of winning games on the road to, to prove the fact that they, they, they can take those games on the road. So, you know, yes, we have recently beaten Boston the last three, actually the last four when you look in the, look in the last year. But, um, you know, I, I just don't know about this team. The Sixers have been up and down, erratic, you know, they – Sometimes you can play with him in beat and Horford. Sometimes you can't. It just doesn't work out. You know, they're still trying to figure out a way to figure out all the pieces. Ben Simmons is inconsistent. He's good in transition, but, you know, the half court, he's not as good. So, you know, I, I'm a little nervous because when it comes to playoff basketball, I think you guys are more proven. You know, you, you've done it in the past. I, I like your coach, Brad Stevens. He's, he's, he's a damn good coach. And um, Ben Simmons in the playoffs, he disappears. He, he gets nervous. He doesn't want to drive to the hoop. He can't shoot. You know, and there's a lot of great things about Ben Simmons, too. So I'm kind of going on a tangent here. But, you know, it, it's, we, we got to win now. We got to get that home field advantage, so to speak. And uh, we'll see what happens. Tonight is a big game on the road in, at the Garden. And uh, I don't think Kemba's playing tonight, right? But, yeah, no, Kemba's not uh, playing tonight which makes me feel like when are we really going to get the true feel of this matchup? Cause it feels like whenever we play someone's out and, and listen, it's all about matchups in the NBA. Like I was saying in earlier, earlier episodes of, of the podcast, and we just have not matched up well with, with Philly. I mean, Embiid has just owned us. So we'll see, we'll, we'll see how that goes. You know, it, it's going to be a, hopefully it'll be a good game. I think, uh, the Celtics have a one and a half point spread uh, advantage in this game, so it's going to be anybody's game. But uh, like I said, the Sixers have to figure out a way to win on the road, and you know they've beaten teams at home. They've taken three from uh, the Celtics this year, obviously. But um, when you look at their their road record, it's it's not good. So I'm a little concerned, but we'll see. It'll, it'll be an exciting game tonight. Uh, you know, it's funny. We're definitely on the older side of sports fans out there, but I feel like we'd have to be even older to really appreciate the Sixers-Celtics rivalry because if we were a little bit older, we'd, we'd remember Wilt against Bill Russell. I mean, those were the greatest players of all time at, at, at one point in NBA history. For sure. Yeah, those guys Those guys really started the whole thing. And You know, obviously we're, we weren't around back then. I don't know too much about those games. All, all I know is that you know, Bill dominated and um, won the majority of championships. Wilt, he was all about the uh, individual stats and 100 points in the game. And, you know, he got one or two, I think. But, you know, um, hopefully we can just kind of experience some sort of, of rivalry today with, with the folks that we have in, in front of us. So it'll be good. It'll be good. Well, for, for me, as a, as a kid, obviously the 80s, right? Dr. J, Larry Bird, and I, I actually had, um, I had a computer called IBM PC Junior, 
This is going way back. <laughs> and I had this little disc of computer games. One of my favorite games. I don't know if you remember this game. It was called 101, Dr. J. Larry Bird. Uh, I'm sure if you were to Google it now, the graphics are probably pretty hilarious. But I love playing that game because he was like, the, he was Michael Jordan at that time, Dr. J. He was, dude. And, and, and that's so funny that you mentioned that because I remember go, going over to my friend's house, Kevin Cody, and we would play Bird versus Dr. J. He had that game on his, his Commodore, yes. I think, or something like that, right? Yeah. And uh, I was always Dr. J. He was, he was Bird. And it was, it was awesome, dude. That, so that's, that's kind of like my first you know, experience with this whole rivalry is that you know, playing, playing that game, having so much fun with it. And I always got excited just going over his house and playing that game. So yeah, big, big, uh, big rivalry back in the day. Uh, I think the Celtics uh, won a couple at that particular point in time. The Sixers, you know, back in the 80s, you have to understand in terms of Philadelphia sports, this is where I think I got my love of sports and, and a lot of people my age got their love of sports. Back in the late 70s, early 80s is when Philly sports were just dominant. Now, we didn't win a whole lot of titles, but we were always getting to that championship game. Um, Sixers got there a number of times, couldn't get over the, um, couldn't get over the hump until 1983 when they won it. You know, in 1975-76, the Flyers won back-to-back Stanley Cups. 1980, all four Philly teams went to the championship game with only the Phillies winning. But, you know, after that period of time, as growing up as a kid, you're like, wow, this is amazing. Everywhere you go on the news, on in sports stores, you're seeing all the stuff about these great teams, and you fall in love with these teams. And that's how you become a big sports fan. So, but yeah, back, back in the early 80s, you had... Bird and Dr. J, and it was awesome. It was, I think my first ever Sixers game was 1984, so the year after the Sixers won the NBA championship, and I was at the Spectrum with my dad, and uh, I forget who we were playing, but you know, Dr. J hit a uh, last-second shot to win the game. And it, it, it was awesome. It was totally awesome. You know, it, it, it's funny that listening to that story, I, I feel like that's why you're such a, a big sports fan. It's similar to me. You have to have these experiences as a kid of getting to that that championship, maybe winning, maybe losing, definitely some winning. But then you need to go through this drought, <laughs> I feel, this area of no winning. And I feel like that's where the passion really comes, right? So when 08 finally came for you, right? Because you said 83 was the last championship. It, it, it was just amazing. So anyway, let, let's move on because we got a, we got a big day tomorrow. I, I know... For you and I, not so much because our teams aren't in the Super Bowl. But isn't it amazing that it was only two years ago that Philly was playing the Pats in the Super Bowl? Dude, one of the best days of my life, man. I mean, because, <laughs> um, you know, in, in Philly, we're, we're primarily a football, a football town, right? Like, we, we love Eagles. We bleed green. And, um, you know, never in my life would I have thought that out of nowhere, you know, because the previous year we didn't make the playoffs in 2016. And um, year two, you've got Doug Peterson in his second year as head coach, Carson Wentz in his second year of a starter. And uh, yeah, he got hurt. But to take this team to a Super Bowl and win it with a backup quarterback who was almost out of football, it was an improbable story. And uh, it just it just made it feel made it feel right and special. 
And I got to stop you. I, I got to stop you right there because you just said the word special. My goodness. Are we ever going to hear the end of the Philly special? Dude, you'll never hear the end of it. I'm, and I'm sorry it happened to you, right? But, you know, it was, uh, what, what, I'll throw it back at you. What did you think of that play? I mean, I, I, I ran, when, when that play happened and we scored that touchdown, I'm down in the rec room, you know my rec room. I ran up the steps, ran outside the house and started screaming, right? I was shaking like a leaf. But, you know, what did you think of that play? I mean, you, be honest. Well, I, I'm going to come from a, d- a different perspective. Obviously, it was a big momentum. I wouldn't say change. You were already leading in the game, right? It was a fourth, but it was a fourth down play. As we all know, to beat the Patriots, you got to be aggressive, and that's right. what Doug Peterson did. Took him by surprise. Amazing. But I feel, if you look at the entire the entirety of that game, maybe a little overblown. Okay. Really. And and and. and what was really shocking to me is when we played this year, I almost fell out of my chair watching the game when they showed that you guys have an actual statue for the Philly special. Uh, it's, it's a little out of control, over the top. But again, you know, the first one, the first Super Bowl championship. And when Nick Foles walks over there and says, you want Philly Philly, even though it was called the Philly special, um, it was immortalized into... Eagles, you know, Eagles fans. So yeah, they made that statue, and um, I, I don't know, dude. I think you know when you think about it, the end the end score was forty one thirty three, eight point lead. That play, the Philly special, put us up by eight points. So it, you had to be aggressive. Doug was, and they, we call him Big Balls Doug. And uh, throughout the entire game, he was aggressive. And, and I think the big reason why we won that Super Bowl is because we were so successful on third and fourth downs, right? You know, big plays, conversion on those big downs, and uh, that ultimately won us the game. We knew that uh, the Patriots were going to be tough, and, and you can't count Brady out. So it, it was it was amazing. But, yeah, just to kind of go back to your point again about the Philly special, if you look on the NFL top 100 you know, the top plays of, of uh, the NFL, the final eight plays, the Philly special's in there. So we'll see if it gets to number one. Well, I mean, when, when you think about both these teams going forward, when we, when we said earlier, who do you think out of the Philly sports teams has the most upside or the closest to a championship? I think we both agreed the Sixers, but maybe it's the Eagles. I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's um, this year we had a number of, of injuries, you, you got Carson Wentz going down in the playoffs. He made it throughout the entire year, the regular season, without getting hurt. But, you know, you still got that question mark with him. Can he stay healthy? Um, no wide receivers. We'll see. I mean, they, they've got a good squad. And um, I still think it's the Sixers. If we can just figure out how to play together better, and maybe it's a coaching issue, I don't know. But the talent is there. And uh, I think the Sixers are, are primed to win it. But again, Eagles are football. We're, we're, you know, Philly's an Eagles town. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, here's the, here's the difference, right? You have a guy that might be injury prone, but he's young. He's, he's on the up, upswing. He's in not even the prime of his career versus Pats fans. It might be over, man. Yeah. What do you think of that, uh, that cryptic um, picture of Brady? What, what's going on there? What are they saying? Oh my God. I mean, talk about 
wanting to have attention during the Super Bowl, huh? <laughs> Brady had to throw that out yep. there. It, it feels like every time I, I mean, obviously I'm listening to my my analysis, just like you do with, with the Philly angle, but I, I feel like Brady's been a lot of talk during the whole Super Bowl week. It's like kind of uh, hijacked some of the Super Bowl hype from the teams. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. But you know what? Um, he, he's bigger than the game. He, where's he going to go? Is, is he staying? Is he going to go to a different team? Um, hopefully he doesn't go to the Cowboys. I'll tell you that. We, we don't want him in. It, well, it, it's it's a weird place to be as Pats fans, right? I mean, what else do we need? The guy's 43 years. He's going to be 43 years old. we got six Super Bowls. Yeah, okay, he comes back. It would be fantastic. Maybe we get one more or he retires. But there's also that feeling, and for us, maybe just it's time. It's time to just start over. And I know you've heard me say this before. It sounds crazy, I know. But I actually like going into a season with my team having no expectations. As a sports fan, I love that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's who the 2017 Eagles were. You know, no expectations. And uh, look what happened. You know, you had, you had a team that didn't make the playoffs the previous year, and they make it to the Super Bowl with a backup quarterback um, who were underdogs in every playoff game, and, and they win it. So you never no, know. No, no, there, there's nothing better than what you just described. Just unexpected. Those championships, those wins, they just feel so much better. I mean, I almost felt like last year when the Pats won, it's always just kind of a relief. That's no fun. You don't want to, that's not what it's supposed to be about. Right. Let, let, let me let me throw in one one little nugget here. I believe this is correct. Nick Foles is still the last quarterback to throw a touchdown in the Oh. Oh, that was a good one. I think you're right. Yeah, because Brady threw that one awesome pass to Gronk which set up the only touchdown. Which was a run play for Sony Michelle. You're you're 100 percent right because the the <laughs> yeah. So so we're, we're we're still holding on to that. We're holding on to that. But you know, uh, I I'm you know, I know we're kind of uh, talking talking Super Bowl here. But um, I'm pulling for Coach Andy Reid. Obviously, a Philly connection. You know, he he was a great coach for us. And um, you know, his first ever Super Bowl was against the Pats in 2004. So that's kind of where the uh, you know, our first, our first experience playing the Pats really took place back in 2004. It wasn't as close as the score was. I think it was 24-21. And um, so I'm pulling for Coach Reed. Hopefully he can get the monkey off of his back and, uh, and get a Super Bowl championship. Well, it looks like we're going against each other again, man, because I, I, got, I got to take my Jimmy G and the 49ers. Uh, I think that goes without saying. It should be a uh, should be a good Super Bowl. I'm looking forward. Totally. Well, hey man, I, this is awesome. Uh, I really appreciate you jumping into the podcast today. You know, re- really, what we're trying to do on this podcast is get other fans' perspectives and the, the rivalries that exist. And, and just awesome having you as our first guest to do so. So, really appreciate it. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll see how that that uh, that that finishes off. But uh, yeah, man, appreciate the time. All right, brother. Thanks so much for having me, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right, man. Take care. See ya. Well, that was awesome. That was awesome. What a great conversation with Uncle Nino. Uh, Great perspective on on Philly sports and brought back some memories, too, on 
things I forgot about with all Boston Philly. And that's what's great about this podcast is, is getting new fans perspectives in there and um, get, get a good feel of all the passion that exists in the sports world. So re- really appreciate the time, everyone. And looking forward to next week. Until then, two Murphs out. <laughs>